0: bubba the hunter podcast
1: mutability will be key um jack runs his mouth a little bit too much sometimes doesn't necessarily know what he's talking about so
2: yeah that was that was a bubba story you know we're we're just a bunch of bubba's talking about fishing so that was definitely a bubba story and that's pretty accurate
0: how it went down i was uh, a little
2: distraught at the time so
0: bubba don't care Bubba just wants to go hunting, man. Let Bubba. Bubba go. don't care. I like it. <laughs> just some plain and simple average folks, right? That's it. Like so that's Bubba. I've fished, I've ice fish in ice shanties. And prostitution was running rampant.
2: <laughs> Real-world things that Bubba's gonna use. I'm gonna tell you right now, that's what we want to hear too. You gotta finish it off. Not just kill it, but you gotta grill it.
0: You guys are doing good. Holy crap, I can't believe something <laughs> that big and powerful is in the water, like with me. It's like taking a duck leg and supercharging it with duck flavor.
3: Nice. Char- this is making me hungry uh, here. Like that. That roll. So- now, my only requirement is to be home
0: by dinner time. So I get up in the morning, I can go fish, like I'm going to work, come home. Same routine. That's really cool.
2: It's not gonna be just rainbows and butterflies the whole time. <laughs> there are gonna be some
0: hard decisions that have to be made at some point. Wow, that's Bubba the Hunter in a nutshell, man.
3: Good day, Bubba the Hunters and Anglers. This is Bubba the Hunter episode 12. Yeah, it's been a while since the last drop, I guess. Busy time of year, I guess, I don't know. But hey, it's the first full year of the Bubba show and we got out 12 full episodes. Not too shabby, I don't think. So, hey, for all you businesses out there wanting to throw your money our way, you better get in line. Anyhow, where have I been? Uh, Well, here and there, but uh, pretty much uh, everywhere except being in the woods or on the water uh nonetheless i did catch up with the ryan on the rfp uh to record some episodes for the sophisticated listeners out there i think uh the best one i gotta say was our discussion with tim the hammer gillingham um the hammer is a professional archer that is on some pro archery circuits out there uh with the likes of some guy named levi i think and uh very talented lady like Paige pierce Um, Anyhow, the Hammer episode on the RFP, episode 38 to be exact, Ryan and Tim had some good discussions on a number of topics, uh, including two specific archery hunting topics. So here's a question for you, Bubbas. Are you a fixed or a mechanical broadhead, Bubba? And the other being ethical shots versus non-ethical shots. Tim talks about his 100-yard shots, so go figure on that one. Uh, so, with the, you can imagine the conversation got intense at times and quite comical, to say the least, when Ryan and Tim were talking about those 100-yard uh, shots, archery shots, by the way. Um, so, you know, hey, I think, anyhow, I think they gave uh, J- the JRE a run for his money. Well, maybe not, but uh, one of the best episodes the RP has dropped in a while, and mostly because I joined him for the episode, I'm sure of it. Anyhow, on the adding to his topic of ethical hunting, Ryan dropped a recent episode where he talked with Drone Deer Recovery. Yeah, Drone Deer Recovery. In short, there's this dude that will provide his service of finding your badly hit deer with his drone using infrared technology on his drone-attached cameras. No, I'm sure it's it's much more advanced than I'm giving him credit for, I'm sure. Now uh, the technology and toys is using is certainly pretty darn cool. But let me tell you, any bubba that has an extra 500 bones to drop on some drone boy coming out to your hunting camp to find a deer you winged is total DB territory. Simple as that. Again, I'm not bashing the technology. I like it. Uh, it's a good excuse to use some cool technology if anything else. But dang bubba, just put in the practice and make a better shot, period. And also, by the way, it's worth mentioning a little spoiler alert on this drone boy. He brags he got over 14,000 followers on his Instagram account in just a few days, all organically. Yeah, that is a heap of bubble shit right there. He is falling exactly zero people. This dude wants you to think that he is the next David Goggins with all his followers and falling zero in return. You see, Drone Boy paid probably some good money to a social media company to prop up his stats on social media is that a big deal no not at all but he claims to have done it completely organic just be real not a fraud so drone deer recovery as a super genius says you just made the list what else is going on so uh, so much has happened in the fishing and hunting world since our last drop well maybe not but at least in the walleye fishing scene it got definitely more interest and more attention than it ever did while we were gone nothing more needs to be said about that story But just in case your interwebs line was cut to your fishing shack the past few months, simply just search, we got weights and fish. Okay, enough. Now, let's jump into episode 12 of the Bub Show. This episode, we bring the high-octane custom baits crew to talk some fishing, a little snakehead fishing season recap, some current pickerel fishing tips, tricks, outings, and even a possible new definition of what constitutes a dragon in the snakehead scene. Maybe there's a new definition coming, who knows? And who is the authority on the dragon definition anyhow? I don't know. But it's worth noting that the high octane custom baits crew certainly are in the know on the topic of snakehead. So let's talk to Steve Kahn, Nick Rogers, Kelly Spies, Eddie Weber, and Mark Nicholas about some fishing. These guys are certainly five of the top 10 snakehead anglers out there, guaranteed. Knowledgeable folks. And one last thing, Bubbas, give us your feedback. Call or text the Bubba hotline at 812-641-5501. For real, call or text 812-641-5501. Leave a message or shoot it the text. You won't disappoint. All right, so the uh, the record machine is on, guys. So here it is. We got another episode here. Uh, Bubba the Hunter podcast. We got the high octane custom baits crew. And we got Steve himself here. So. You know anybody listen to this sure know who's know who cut high octane custom baits are anybody that fishes snakehead for sure uh so steve thanks for coming on bringing your crew here we got nick rogers mark nicholas and uh, eddie weber uh you know uh mark and eddie have been on this show before so uh you know maybe you guys could certainly uh do a little recap of what you got going on but uh, steve you know hey thanks for coming on
1: thanks for having us man excited
3: Good deal. High octane custom baits is in the house, so I know uh, Steve and Nick. You guys were just on Joe's uh, cut and retie podcast recently. That had to be quite cool. an experience. That, that I tell you what, I I think he sets the bar in uh, podcast ever since he come over from the Meteor side and bent every Friday. I'm listening to that episode, so I bet that was kind of fun. I know his his new uh, digs up there look pretty cool, so I I think I think you guys had some fun with that one.
1: Yeah, that was, was, a, a, that was a fun podcast, man. Yeah. Hanging out there in the bunker. Yeah, in the bunker. (laughs) Uh, And he fed us pizza. (laughs) Yeah, that pizza was slamming, actually. It was good pizza. Pizza pizza pizza. spot afterwards. It was really, really, really good.
3: Nice. Did Joe hook you up with pizza there for making the trip up? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Nice. Yeah.
1: We almost lost it for saying the word rockfish,
0: but. (laughs) <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah i know I, i'm not a native like of maryland fast. either and uh yeah I, I i'm not a native of maryland either I, you know i've been i've been down here it's been 10 years now but uh yeah. you know stripers like everyone was, like, it was rockfish what the heck i was like oh, okay i got are, it. it
1: it's not called striper Toberfest so I mean, rocktober Ah, there we does go. It's not flow. Yeah. Stripe, doesn't flow right. It no, does not.
3: Yeah, good call. I'm with you on that. You know what? I might just switch over to this column rockfish now. I'll join the locals and uh, just you know, integrate right in with it. Good deal. Got to do it. Yeah. So, uh you guys got a recap of uh, you know, we of certainly a topic a hot topic has always been uh, snakehead and uh, the invasive and all that stuff and i know as we kind of get into the winter season that kind of dies down but uh yeah what did you guys have any personal best did you uh break any records this year on your uh snakehead season
0: Josh, so you did didn't you yeah well That's rob good. the day that we ran into each other on the water shortly afterwards um it was a fairly slow and windy day and then i broke my pb which was previously at 10 pounds and broke it up to 13 pounds that day so nice so was,
3: you know you know what yeah. that means you guys gotta take me fishing with you i, <laughs> I hooked him up it was all me he know, ran mark. into me in the water and then boom <laughs> <That's right. laughs> you know, oh, man. You know it was the funniest thing you know mark had been on the i'd never met mark in person and yeah you know, we he was on a podcast. I don't know when that was it maybe a month a couple months before that and we do, we just uh, pulled in some guys from western PA came down and we just pulled into a spot there uh, and I looked over and hey, there's Mark, he was just on a podcast, and I walk over and uh, you yeah, know sure enough, so yeah that, that was interesting running into someone it's a small world, right? I mean, Blackwater is massively big, and that's that we weren't even way down in the Blackwater area at that point in time, uh, you know, and then we run into each other. So, yeah. Uh, small
0: world. It, that fish I, soaked you too, Mark. Huh? That fish soaked you too. It did. It did. It was like two tidal waves that crashed over my kayak because <laughs> I didn't realize how big it was because it kinda swam towards me. And I kinda saw it. I'm like, all right, it's big. And I went to reach the reach for the net and then he splashed two tidal waves on me and I was like, Oh my gosh, I gotta get this fish in right now. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Nice. And so, and everyone can catch it on your YouTube page too, right? Mark?
0: Yeah. It's on uh, China Marcus fishing on the YouTube channel. Yeah.
3: Good deal. Yeah, definitely. A good watch. How about you, Eddie? A- any uh, personal best this year in the snakehead side?
2: Nope. No PB's uh, caught a few nice dragons, a uh, couple over 30 and plus 10 pounds. So that's like a, like a double dragon, uh, yeah. if you will, or, uh, we're all a little more leaning toward going, 30 plus inches and 10 pounds as a dragon because uh things are kind of becoming easier to catch a 30 incher uh so to get a 30 i think it was 32 and uh almost 12 pounds which was uh which was pretty nice yeah Yeah, it's gonna change it's gonna go to 12 pounds yeah i know because all the time now it's like man 30 inches is like nothing yeah what a dragon well so did 70 other people today don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. push it to 35 and, and 12 pounds or something like that yeah, yeah. or come up with a different we need to come up with a different name like or that dragon. yeah there you go yeah i mean your like dragon's 30 <laughs> inches and 35 is something else yeah digging. yeah digging. just yeah. digging what's digging. up, what's what's dragon? up? What's
1: <laughs> Godzilla? smog is that is that the lord of the rings dragon What's his name?
4: Mm, oh,
1: name. You stomped us. Oh jeez, come on. Nobody
0: <laughs> watched the of the rain. Everybody I, I
1: guess,
0: guess it's I'm a- nothing cuz I don't remember the name of it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll go we'll go with smog. Yeah, <laughs> You know the real key is though,
3: is who's going to be the official authority on defining what a dragon is you know like who uh, if you look out on the youtube or when you think of like snakehead influencer what's who's the who's the one that comes to you guys mind um, because i feel like i'm talking to some of them here for sure i know you know you guys
2: well i appreciate that uh, i mean i cam- mean i mean Cambo, Cambo, started a lot of it yeah uh, um there's a lot of that i think that's the first one that <laughs> kind of put it to uh to video video and uh recording but uh i mean there's a lot of guys that have been doing it for a while but yeah it's a good question about who who termed it dragon
3: right Yeah.
1: it, it seems like i don't know if anybody did i think it was just one of those things it's just like someone probably said it because they look dragon-esque and it was so huge i have a feeling yeah. it came
4: from that one guy from the eastern shore that hates him <laughs> uh, yeah. i have a feeling it's... it came from him it's getting fired <laughs> yeah. my house down
3: <laughs> there's no there's only one guy in the eastern shore that hates them every time i go down there it seems like there's someone on a bridge that hates him because they're just catching uh, them and whacking the them and guy. stacking them you know the main right. guy yeah i get it the main guy. yeah, yeah. <laughs> thankfully though we got let him live and going and mark and you you've certainly got that going on uh the, on the, you know on the instagram so and you know i think it helps too. You guys are seeing a lot more ten pounders, and we're here. We are talking about well, it was a definition of a dragon, ten or twelve. Uh, you know, maybe let it, let them live is actually uh, catching on there and and stuff.
0: I I like to hope so. I like yeah. to hope so because yeah, for sure. I mean it, it's not all about releasing every single snakehead possible because that's not that's not going to bring the balance either. It's Absolutely, just, it's just the education that it's not unlawful to release snakehead because still again and again, there has not been any science proven that they're causing any sort of detriment towards the in environments that they're setting.
3: Right. And you know, I think that's the biggest thing too, is it's not illegal to catch and release them where you're at. And that, that can be quite the, uh, it, it, you know, it seems like the common thought out there is you get a, you get one. Oh my goodness. You need to, you need to kill it right away. But, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, you know, I think, uh, you know, Nick, I know you fish more of the upper Bay and stuff and they're certainly yeah. up that way, obviously by the uh, content you got coming, you know, on your Instagram feed and stuff like that. So, yeah. you know, and I guess, you know, they're moving into Susquehanna and things like that. So, yeah. You know, yeah.
4: I mean, they're loaded, man. They're all over the place. The only thing difference between, you know, blackwater and the upper chesapeake stuff is the bow fishing pressure during the you know the nights it happens you know almost every night you know so you see a little bit of difference there
3: now where are you seeing more bow pressure at
4: uh like the upper chesapeake area the the tributaries up there and all that stuff but i also feel like the pressure almost equals out between those spots because I feel like there's maybe more guys fishing in blackwater, you know, than the West side. I mean, there's a lot of people fishing, the West side, you know, tributaries and stuff like that, the upper Chesapeake, but uh, I think
2: definitely blackwater gets hit really, really hard. So.
3: Yeah, Yeah, for sure. So the
2: still the epicenter of, of snakehead fishing for sure. Yeah. For sure. I mean, if you, you want to tell somewhere, someone, when one place to go, I mean, you tell them blackwater for sure. Yeah.
4: There's like so many factors between both places, like on why you had a bad day or why you had a good day. There's just like so many differences between both places. It's like hard to point the finger at the exact differences between them all, you know? So,
0: yeah, yeah, for sure. it, It seems like it's switching a little bit, and people are starting to realize that they can catch them. Out on their home body of waters uh, on the Western Shore where there's more people living at and there is starting to get that bump back of people you know fishing the Western Shore more but I mean still Blackwater is like, like you said like the epicenter it seems
3: yeah for sure I know you guys had a East versus West right Steve did you have a, a tournament yeah. at least it or was that like a series or something like that how did that turn out and where, where, where did the big ones come from or who won that who ultimately won that <clears throat>
1: East Side won it, didn't they? East Side. Yeah. yeah that was side. when Campbell had his like epic freaking stringer, wasn't it? Yeah. That yeah. Was, when when a Cambo Crazy day. Really yeah. He had, he <laughs> had a five fish. He caught four over thirties. That's what I'm gonna say now. Yeah. Wow. So he had a whole bunch of Was he on the too. uh was
3: on the East Side or the West Side?
1: He was fishing East Side. Yeah. I'm he sure. was. Yep. And yep. then uh, they won the first tournament, and then. We decided to do the other one. Well, since they won, that means the final round was in on the east side, and we did it at 3:35, right?
2: Yep, 3:35 bridge. But yeah, we did uh, we did 3:35 bridge for the second round, and uh, basically like Buttons Creek area, and that was a it was a tough day, but uh, there were some nice fish caught there. Oh, man, it's escaping me now. Who won that?
0: Uh, Z Z won that. Oh um, yeah. And then Cambo got second. Kyle Barney got third. Yeah, that's what it right. was. Right. Yep. Yeah. That was you that was it. a good tournament, though. I mean, people had we to grind to catch. We got
1: some ideas for tournaments next year too. That's gonna be pretty tight. So everybody needs to stay tuned for that. That's gonna be great.
5: What's uh, your
3: PB this year? Thirty-five and a quarter, and sixteen
5: point five pounds. Nice. Well, well big
3: hey, big and qualifies thing. as a dragon on both the scales there.
5: Yeah, it was a. It, the fight was intense. It was it was the best fight I've ever had in my life.
3: Nice. And I was that on the east or the west side. Eastern shore. Okay. I pretty much nice. I
5: pretty much only fish black water.
3: Okay. Nice. Good deal. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, we talked a little bit about that, the east versus west that you guys had going on, and uh, I believe you, uh, Steve, mentioned that Cambo Cambo Trout had a heck of a stringer that day, and he was uh, representing the east side, I think. Um, so, and the east side ended up winning, winning on the west that particular day. So, good deal. So, uh, you know, I, I know on, on Snakehead, obviously, it kind of dies down a little bit as the water temperature impacts it and things like that. Uh, and then a lot of people will maybe go with the uh the old the old-fashioned style the minnow under a bobber sort of approach you guys ever do that or you guys stick the or just switch to pickerel or something else or do you ever just go, do you ever do the minnow under a bobber uh, really time. No. Pickerel.
2: Pickerel time. <laughs>
3: yeah this it, it just becomes pickerel time at that point in time
2: it does yeah, yeah a lot of a lot of shaking heads <laughs>
3: And whitetail. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, I was. Uh, so it was opening uh, last. Saturday. So about about a week from when we we're recording this a week ago uh, it was opening rifle season in Pennsylvania. Uh, on opening day, I bagged a nine nine point. It's not too bad. You know, it was a, a decent sized buck. My son was with me. So that was a good time. You know, nice. time we, we were sitting in a stand there and uh, right before dark on the op- on the opening day last Saturday, Saturday after Thanksgiving. So that was a good time. It, That's Awesome. Yeah. I don't know if I saw any uh Instagram posts of you guys and whitetails. <laughs> I have
1: so- I these 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 Chow, you've uh, hunted before. Kelly, you do a little bit of
5: hunting, don't you? Yeah, I hunt a little bit, but I haven't got anything. I just started actually just started even trying this week.
0: I I haven't hunted for years. But I, I used to hunt, yeah.
3: You just hunt for snakehead and everything else in the water.
0: Yeah, yeah, snakehead took over my brain. We're, <laughs> we're still not convinced
2: Mark actually shot it.
0: Anything yeah. I I to I sleep?
2: I, I just—it's just, hard.
1: It's hard. Shot. What do you, do you like? Right now, if you were go hunting, would you wear like your "Let Them Live" T-shirt Catch and release <laughs> only. <laughs> Catch and release only. That's,
2: Lisa That's Lisa only. a true sport. yeah there you go
3: yeah i I like to get into archery season and stuff but uh, you know obviously this season of life for me with i got two kids they're both playing hockey so i'm at the rink about four nights a week and then weekends you know that was where i was yesterday and all day today until you know later on in the afternoon so traveling all around all around the virginia maryland you know all around this area up in the pennsylvania new jersey it's uh it's crazy, but that's the season I'm in, so that, that cuts into my fishing too. But I was able to get out, out on the 19th and fish the Pickerel Slam. That was the last time I was out, but uh, and I definitely and I actually I joined the CCA as well, so I know they they have a great organization and uh, put a lot of nice content out there and do a lot of stuff for the bay. Uh, kudos to CCA and uh, the you know those guys out there. I know you guys are probably all members of there. I know I saw some some of you guys on the leaderboard of the uh, CCA Pickerel winner. Uh, slam that they got going on i entered but i have not uh put anything on the board yet so uh i don't know where you guys stand on the board i haven't checked the leaderboard yet nick you're, you're on that right and yeah, you all should I'm be on second. it after second place nice yeah second place currently mark how about yourself
0: i'm i'm hot on nick's
2: tail hot on nick's tail <laughs> yeah you guys had hell you guys had uh hell of a day on the on the pickerel slam got you up there that's awesome yeah, mm. that, was a yeah lot, that definitely helped a out
0: yeah. You guys yeah.
1: definitely got on the fish that day for sure.
2: Yeah, Mark's gonna edit the footage. It's gonna be
4: pretty good.
0: Yeah, oh He's nice. Made a lot of
4: crazy eats.
0: <laughs> In the next week or so, hopefully the uh, the video will be out of that day. But especially the morning time, there was just yeah right place, right time, and a lot of the fish were ready to feed there. Weren't you guys even doubling up on them? We doubled up a few times. Yeah.
4: Yeah, there was a couple like crazy. Uh, crazy eats i think both of us had a couple where both of us weren't paying attention because the other one had a fish on yeah they ate right at the boat you know yeah crazy (laughs) stuff it was definitely a crazy day for sure
0: there yeah there was there was one point where nick had a follow from a big fish and looked over and told me oh a giant just followed it and i'm watching his line and this fish came out its back came out of the water and then smashed it right before it came up to the surface. Ended up coming back and eating it.
3: Yeah. Nice, that's crazy it's action. Crazy. You know, yeah. we were talking before we hit the the yeah, report machine cool. here. We were talking about you know it's almost like burning eights with musky fishing coming in and you know it, it, <laughs> we uh, talked about, it's about like, that. <laughs> yeah, like you have it at, you know hitting at the boat like that. So um, I wonder if that, it would that, work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know it, it's it, it's got to when I, when I was out there on the nineteenth, it was a perfect day. Which you know, Steve kudos to setting up the weather perfect for your uh the pickerel slam there that the weather was awesome i loved it it was nice to get out in the boat uh i the one spot i was in was very clear water up in the Magathy, and you know they were just coming coming right up i could get them to come right up to the boat you know and it was almost like wow I'm, i am like musky fishing it was like musky fishing to me because it's you know they they call that the 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 thousand cast before you you get a fish i think i cast two thousand times probably i still didn't get one but at least it was fun to see him come up to the boat and stuff we did get one in the boat but it wasn't me um so yeah it was fun but yeah like burning eights for pickerel that's what we need
1: yeah we're getting a little bit better uh picking our tournament dates the the first year me and eddie did that tournament it was like january 20 something it was (laughs) 17 degrees out that was pretty chill
0: (laughs) i I was in my kayak and had a blanket on me
1: (laughs) (laughs) we still had
2: like 30 some dudes come out and it.
1: oh that's awesome
2: nice that was a uh that was a tough day of fishing you know
3: mark going out in your kayak on a nice day like that but i i think uh you know eddie you run the uh the uh tackle tip tuesdays and i think one of you i remember seeing one on there Yeah, you know, there's no such thing as bad weather just bad gear right
2: yeah that's right just bad clothes so, yep bad just clothes just bad, there you go bad clothes bad bad preparation you just gotta just gotta dress warm i mean we were out uh this morning me and steve uh and a buddy sam uh tuber went out and i mean it was chilly but you just you just gotta you just gotta pack it up you gotta pack yeah. it up with a bunch of hand warmers and it's all good the
3: sun comes out and you're fine there you go absolutely yeah, yeah on, the, on the 19th uh, of november i know it started out it was like 28 degrees when we started out and hit the water but boy it was just nice it was nice and calm that was the biggest thing it was calm yep. and as the day went on i mean you know you had a sweatshirt on if that it was it was a it was a good day yeah so so you guys got the the pickerel on the the pickerel bite this uh you know this coming winter and uh uh you got you got up on the leaderboard of the cca and you know a, a former guest, Eric Packard, and uh, everyone knows who Eric Packard is. At least that fishes the bay. I know yeah. he's down in Brazil right now, slamming, yeah. slamming yeah. the fish. That guy, oh, he is that. living the dream, Three. isn't he? He's yeah. fishing like every day. <laughs> I know when Actually, he was on the huge podcast. Bass, right? Yeah, he's he's down there catching peacock bass right now. I know when he was on the the Bubba show here, it was probably early of uh, 2022. Uh, I know one of his sayings basically: he gets up, it's like he's going to work as long as he's home for dinner that night his wife is fine with it so it's you know he's living the dream of fishing every day like that. that
2: is
4: awesome Yeah. yeah
2: yeah
3: got anything any big trips coming up
2: we were out uh this morning this morning was a little tough though uh with all the wind i know i've talked about this before uh, on some of my tips, but, uh, it would, it blew all the water out, uh, of the hmm. river and it was really hard to find them. Um, and then. Probably shouldn't have left that spot. Yeah. We, we found kind of like Steve found three kind of posted up around a dock, uh, got three nice ones. Uh, then Steve later, me and Sam found some, uh, on a point or that first point that we really started at but uh man they were finicky they were they were coming up kind of side swiping it uh and the coolest part right now is you can see them it's so clear that i mean they were following them right up to the boat but then they were just being super picky and when that when that water's low it's it's just tough to get them to bite sometimes did you guys
1: end up getting any more
2: uh sam's got sam got one on a fluke oh right on yeah yes i was happy for that uh, and I got a few hits, but I just couldn't couldn't get any on the boat. I I saw one hit my uh, my jerk bait and tried to set the hook, and it just it just didn't hook up. But it was pretty fun in the
0: clear water like that. Not, sometimes they're they can be so swipey. When Nick yeah. and I were on the Severn a few weeks ago, like half the day we kept having hits, but it was like. On the pause so quickly, like as soon as we would feel it, go set the hook, and then they were already gone. Yeah, yeah, Grabbing like the front of it, or
4: yeah, I think a lot of it, their mouths are so paper thin, too. Yeah. You know, like sometimes you could just rip that hook out, you know, you yeah, you just kind of hook it, it. You know? yeah, yeah, you yeah. just go right through
2: their mouth.
1: That's what we came to Sam today. He was, he uh had a hit, we were in one of the creeks, and he was slow reeling, uh, torpedo spin back. I was trying to tell him, I was like, sometimes they just get that little back half where the blade is and you just pull it out of their mouth. He's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I don't think you You think so. I was like, their, their mouths are, you're running an open hook, you're running a jig head. If it's in their mouth at all, usually it gets them pretty good. Yeah. Them.
2: yeah. Hook themselves. Right. If,
1: if you feel like they got it and they tugged away and don't have it no more, it's probably just a short strike on that blade. I their think a strike.
4: lot of low water conditions, you know, it, they get a better look at the stuff. Like me and Mark, we, we were talking about it, and I caught a real nice one two weeks ago with my dad. And uh, it was low water. You know, the banks had water. And it came out from probably like six foot, four to six foot, if I had to guess. I don't know exactly what it was, but it was in that range. And it like followed the jerk bait, and it kind of turned away. And I did this like crazy, you know, try to get a reaction like jerk and real pop at the same time. Mm-hmm. It came up and ate it. It came up and ate it. But I think when they're not around, like wood and stuff like that, or the grass is like really dying, there's no cover for them. It's not as much of a reaction bite. So like they're really getting a good look at it, and they're not
2: really committing to the baits as much. You know. Yeah, true. They're not just darting
0: out of a piece of wood and
2: attacking. Yeah, it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: because they already kind of feel safe there. They're sitting there ready for something to come in front of them they're following it then they're like all right what's going on here and then (laughs) sometimes just too late
3: nice you know for some of the listeners they might not you know they hear pickerel and i know for myself pickerel is kind of new and you know back home in freshwater we got pike and i think pickerel and pike are either the same fish or certainly from the same family i don't know if they're exactly the same but uh from the standpoint of well, you yeah, know, well, yeah, one what, what similarities do you guys find in pickerel and uh, snakehead? I know you know they're the winter Snakehead, as Eddie had mentioned previously on an episode. Um, I mean, and do you guys pickerel, ever keep I, them and eat them?
1: I I don't I don't keep them in, and eat them. They're more of a catch and People do. Yeah. I heard that they taste good, but they have a lot of bones, so it's a yeah. little yeah, it's a lot hard like to play a- and get all. You can just it's too much to work around. Yeah, but yeah, they're the same family as musky and pike. They're not the same fish. They're just a different species of the same family. They do act, from what I can tell, I've caught pike before. I've never caught a muskie. But what I can tell is they all act very similar. They're all, I'm sure your figure eight trick would work for, for a, uh, for a um, No, Actually, another trick that I do, when they follow back to the boat like that and kind of turn away, I'll cast like 20 or 30 foot back off the boat and I'll burn it back. I like retrieve it quickly, and they're still in that general area. And sometimes it'll cause that reaction. Get that reaction
3: bite, yeah.
2: Strike, yeah, yeah, because they're fast. Yeah, when they when they want to strike, they're quick. Yep.
3: Nice, and you yeah. have a fight like a snakehead.
2: Yeah, on light tackle. Well, not like snakehead.
1: But on light tackle,
5: they're
2: pretty <laughs>
4: fun.
1: Yeah, yeah, De- definitely fun. I mean, you're, if you compare it to your medium light. Baitcaster spinner reel that you're using to catch your pickerel compared to your heavy mag. Throwing <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Yeah. like laughs> for snakehead, them, them. <laughs> pull, pull them out of the grass. <laughs> but I would say the I would say the the way, especially early season pickerel fishing, the way you fish for them is kind of snakehead resembled. like you. Yeah you're fishing like a foot you're as close to the shoreline as you can because when that water starts getting cold they move all the way up against the shoreline they're always within that one or two foot off the shoreline you're always you're casting around structure you're casting around grass you know they'll hit a top water bait you know they'll hit a spook They'll hit flukes they'll be- hit little chatter baits so it's, it's it's a lot it's very much the same yeah so the i think the early season is-
3: so early season, they're up, you know, up in the shallows. And then, do you see the patterns move out then as the season goes on?
1: As the water gets colder, the edges get frozen or even colder. I think that I think that pickerel have a tolerance. I think they're cold water fish, but I don't think they're going to be in water that's, you know. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So they they move a little bit deeper to find that that happy medium, whatever temperature that may be. And a lot of times towards the end of the season, you it's more of like a jerk bait game, trying to cast around the ends of the piers and stuff like that. And most of the time, the winter, it seems like every winter the water gets pulled
2: out anyway, so they have they're forced to move out that far. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah kind of off like their neck Off that first ledge, yeah, where are find them a lot, where it goes from like two to six feet, stuff like that.
3: Gotcha. Nice. Nick, I think I cut you off there a little bit. You were about to talk about some of the shallows and some. Oh, no,
4: you're good. I think the grass yeah. definitely like me and Mark together this year kind of picked up on that. Like, At least it might have been because a lot of the conditions we had fished together had been lower water conditions, um, but they've been all around grass. Like grass was like the huge thing. Like during that tournament, the Pickle Slam, we were kind of finding them, like, on offshore grass. Like, like we were probably... Mark, how far do you think we were from the bank? 50, um, 60 yards, something like that?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was it was right at that drop-off where it was, like, yeah, yeah. six-ish feet.
4: Yeah, and they were just hanging around grass. And that one day on the Severn, too, that was partially maybe because of tide, you know, pulling out, and it kind of bottlenecked in that area. But, like... They were just really around grass. And like, I really, I've kind of targeted the grass more this year, like areas with grass, and I've done pretty well. You know, actually, like, like looking up these fish and like Googling them and stuff like that, somewhere, some, you know, people, they call them grass pike, <laughs> which I, which I right. don't know, but they call them grass I was, pike. And I was like, huh, I was, I was telling Eddie, that's
1: why I call them green pike, because I think over somewhere, I can't remember where I read it, but somewhere they call them green pike. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I like saying that because it just sounds cooler than pickle. <laughs> What's a pickle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. exactly.
3: A green pike. I think you uh, got a little uh, a new line of high octane custom baits there—the green pike series. <laughs>
1: yeah, I like it. Oh, yeah. I like there you go—the green—the
3: yeah. green pike series. <laughs> Good deal. I
1: like, I like that.
3: Yeah. So, Steve you know i know you've talked about this on other some other podcasts about where high octane custom baits are going and you know certainly you've got the market in the snakehead area and now you know and pickerel and stuff where are you guys where is your uh the next venture where, where are you focusing on on high octane custom baits you got you know i think you know it's pretty cool i like the i like the brand I, I you got something cool going on there and uh certainly the sky's the limit from what i can tell
1: yeah well, we're uh we're going to keep on rocking and rolling with snakehead stuff. We're going to try to always be innovating and coming out with new stuff and, and, and you know, trying to do that next, next best thing all the time. Um, but we're also kind of – we're not – I'm not trying to take over the saltwater world. I'm just trying to expand into it a little bit just to have, like, extra avenues for when snakehead seasons slow down. You know, you because know, fall rockfish comes in, pickerel come in, stuff like that. Perch fishing gets real good in October, stuff like that. So it's like, I, w- I, like, I want to be able to have a bait that everybody, you know, you if you like to fish for perch, I got something for you. If you're a rockfish guy, you want to shop local, I got something for you. You know what I mean? Snakeheads will always be number one in our hearts, and it will always be number one priority. But, you know, got to keep the lights on throughout the whole year too.
3: Yeah, for sure. And, you know, the the concern I have is, you know, have you guys, do you think the snakehead, it it has peaked? Do you think it, you know, the elite's population, because I I hear stories, you know, I've just, I'm new to the whole snakehead realm. But I hear stories of guys going down there and they would be having like, you know, if they didn't catch 15 in a day, it's a slow day. Um, You know, I don't know that those numbers are like that now. Um, it, you know, and it, when I speak of the area, I speak around Blackwater or, you know, that's typically where I'm going, that area down there. Obviously it covers maybe the Bay, but do, do you guys see that? And and I know they're moving up in the Susquehanna, like we talked about a little earlier. Um, do, do you think it's peaked here and, and, or leveling off or. Uh,
1: I think or... it's going to be like everything else. I, I don't think that it's peaked. I think that, I think that there was up until the last year or so. There was, you know, 200 guys fishing for snakeheads, on religiously, and now there's 2,000 or 2,500 guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I think the fish will always be there. I mean, it's been proven. These snakeheads, you know, they they duplicate themselves pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say,
5: Mina had a couple of days. We had some days where we caught like 20 or 30 of them.
1: Yeah. Kelly mm-hmm. was killing yeah. the early season. Kelly, yeah. Kelly would go out and have – kelly would have what you you would have 10 15 20 fish days
5: every day yeah. yeah, every day
3: nice
2: yeah i think it's a lot of like you got to explore new waters more uh you know the the usual spots are definitely where everyone's going and you got to go find some new water where you can have those big days you know it's a risk because you don't know if they're 100 percent hitting there or not that day, but uh, the reward's so much higher, and they're expanding, you know, out. So it's just exploring areas further away, also that we've been doing a lot. That
5: you well, we gotta think, you know, reward. nothing beats nothing beats experience on the water. So you gotta practice. It's not an easy fish to find. Yeah. But once you get good at it, you know what I mean. And then then they're there. You know, you just gotta 100%. you gotta. Practice. Yeah, I think
4: every year is going to be different. You're going to have good years. You're going to have bad years. You know, it's just like every, you know, like, like with the striper, rockfish, whatever you guys want to call them, you know, like (laughs) good years, there's there's good years, there's bad years, you know, and the same thing with like largemouth guys. I know there's some years they don't have as good years, you know, I think it's going to fluctuate for sure, you know, with fish caught size, you know, so on and so on. Obviously, there's definitely a lot more pressure between Fisherman pressure, bear fisherman pressure, you know, that kind of stuff. But it's it's just going to fluctuate. You know, it's going to go up and down, you know. Just... It,
1: I yeah. mean, it, there's no doubt that – there's no doubt. I'm not going to say that God, you're not going to go out and have 20 fish days ever again. But I definitely am not going to lie if I say that I didn't feel like it, like, slowed down a little bit. There's spots that I know that I could go to. And know that I was gonna catch a bunch of fish there and I just don't anymore. Not that, now that doesn't mean that the fish numbers are down. Maybe they're just not in that spot, you know, maybe they just aren't there anymore. They're
4: getting smart too. They're getting smart. Well yeah
1: into adapt. That's, that's yeah, that's another thing. Like there's the pressure on them is quadruple what it was two years ago. So the fish could be there. They're just like, Yeah, I've seen that Frogzilla seven times today. <laughs> right, you know, I've seen every colour you make, Bud. That's good for business. <laughs> you <know? laughs> yeah, but you, know, you haven't spe- seen
2: this white chatterbait. <laughs> <laughs> That's right.
3: You gotta you gotta throw the mix out there. Keep keep it uh, keep it mixed up. You know, Nick, you mentioned the, the largemouth bass. You know, how often, let's take a poll, you know, because that's always the question. All, you know, you hear from people, the snakehead are killing off the populations of the native fish, which bass aren't even, largemouth aren't even native per se, anyhow. Right, yeah. But do you, how many, how often do you guys uh, go out there, you're this out, you know, targeting snakehead, and you catch into some largemouth?
4: All the time. I'm about to say oh, yeah. almost every time, time I'm yeah. out
5: there. I've every time I'm out there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Especially on tournament I, days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, the, yeah you're right you're right so, like, the green
0: leg
2: one day you're like hey i have to catch a snakehead or like i really want to go snakehead fishing today and you catch eight bass and two snakes that day and, and five like, catfish that
1: one, remember five that catfish yeah <laughs> you went out with eddie pre-spawn you went out with eddie pre-spawn this past season and or i'm sorry you went out with kelly pre-spawn this past season and I think Kelly was on one stretch of the river catching snakeheads and you were up for him and you couldn't not catch a bass. I couldn't yeah, I could,
2: every every top water hit was a bass. Just bass after bass. I was like, I'm gonna get out of here. Like this is I mean there were some nice basses. I didn't call it a five pound bass, but I was like, I want a twelve pound snakehead.
1: I think I've said this before. I think that especially like in areas where okay, maybe not in a lake where snakeheads don't Live, but in all the areas where snakeheads and bass coexist with each other, I think it makes bass fishing better because now there's two predatory fish in the same ecosystem, right? And now they're like, they they might not be enemies or anything like I don't know what they consider themselves. I'm not down there hanging out with them. <laughs> all I know is like, one homeboy's over here, another homeboy's over here, and they're like, there's one bait, right? So they go for it. And it happens to be the bass, and it's like making them more aggressive. Cause there's been times like I can remember, like, ah, oh, definitely a bass. Damn it. I just caught a bass. And now it's like, I don't know what this is. And then you get it, and then it jump. Oh, shit. A bass? Yeah. And, you know what I mean? So
2: <laughs> I think it's like it's forcing them to be a little bit more aggressive. And they've yeah. even hit a little bit like snakehead too. Sometimes they just do this little small pop and I'm like, yeah, yes, yes, I've like noticed that. that too. Hell yeah.
1: And then I'm maybe like, they oh, are friends. Maybe they <laughs> are home. <homies." Yeah. laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> they've been yeah. welcomed. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Maybe you know.
4: one thing at the bass were, you know, if like, I mean, like I, I always say like I'm, I'm catching bigger bass on the title side than I ever had before, you know? And some people would be like, well, that means you're in all small ones. Well, listen here pal like i'm still catching small ones i'm just catching a lot of bigger ones now too you know so it's not like you know it's just tons of big bass you know like steve said with the you know the fighting for food you know there are bass in that range where they grow faster getting bigger faster while i'm still catching one pounders one and a half pounders you know that kind of stuff so it's definitely uh not what they expected you know especially at least on the title side it's not you know at least i don't think so so.
3: Yeah, this is this good stuff. You know, you hear people say, I'll follow the science. You can hear this biologist talk about this or this, you know, marine biologist talk about that. But, you know, here we got, we got five of what, you know, what I consider five of the, I don't know, top, maybe the top five, the top 10 snakehead fishermen out there. And you guys this is the real science to me right here on the bubble show here we are we're talking this is real science you got you know you guys are actually out there seeing it and catching these bass at the same time and this kind of just debunks the whole philosophy that snakehead or this this bad horrible fish going in there and catching it or or just going in there and eating up everything
1: anecdotal evidence that's what the word i was looking for (laughs) oh
5: now it comes to you now
3: that, that's what you were you were you were looking for that anecdotal evidence uh, yes. phrase when you were on with Joe. Well, and you know what? Now you're you know on the Bubba Show with the, like the two listeners here. You know at least you cleared it up here. <laughs> Maybe Joe <laughs> will come and listen to you and he'll you know, he'll hear you say that here.
1: It'll get yeah, for the anecdotal evidence. We're out there. We're not scientists and don't have degrees in this shit. But like I said before, the science part of it is probably the weakest part. I'll make you a bait that'll catch the damn fish because I because I, I got that part figured out. But what, where that fish poops at. I'm not real sure. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah.
5: Speaking
1: yeah, of a the, the science
3: of the fish, I know. And you guys talked about this with Joe on, on cut and retie. Um, they, they, they being, I'm not sure who they were. They tagged some fish, right? If I understood it correctly, they did, they tagged some fish. And then if you caught it, you could go collect, you know, whatever, maybe one fish was a hundred dollars to $250. Could you guys elaborate on that if you know a little bit more about it? And I think, that I hear you, Nick? Did you catch one and then just throw it back in? Because if you did, that <laughs> yeah. is awesome, man. Yeah, Let live. Let live.
4: It was a $250 one, too. And, you know, nice. All of a sudden done, like, you got a number with U.S. Fish and Wildlife on the tag. I called. They called back, and I was like, hey, uh, you know, I wasn't going to lie. Because, like, yeah. I don't need, you know, a knock on my door and be like did you release this fish you know like that kind of stuff yeah. so i let them know was like this fish was released and i still haven't gotten my certificate from u.s fish and wildlife like they said they would still send me it because i caught the fish you know what uh-huh. i mean but <laughs> i
1: still haven't got it so i'm a little upset about that that's that's but, because uh, you're going to give it to the next guy maybe i'll catch it again maybe i'll
2: catch it again but, Did you uh, cut the tag off? I
1: forget. You, hey, you no, definitely I will catch it. Like, we, you definitely will catch it again. Let's be real. We know where you fish. Nick <laughs> <laughs> likes to catch the same seven fish in the same. <laughs> oh
4: man! But uh, no, I think they tagged a bunch of those fish. I'm not sure exactly how many spots, but they were caught in a lot of spots. So, a lot of like the areas that I fish, you know, between like three rivers there was tagged fish in those so i'm assuming that they did it in quite a few areas i'm not sure exactly where you uh, know but i think they did them in quite a few areas at least spread them out not having them like you know one
5: tributary off the bay you know right i haven't seen any at the eastern shore at all none i don't think they did them over here yeah was it well, was good. it the upper they're... bay project Kelly, you're out there way more day than day all day. of
1: us. Have you ever seen them out there like electro shocking or anything?
5: No, I've never seen anybody out there.
1: No. Yeah, one. everybody's freaking out about Blackwater that that the whole place is about to implode because all the panfish are gone, all the bass are gone. The only thing that snakeheads are going to run everything start crawling up on everybody's grass and eating their dogs and stuff. <laughs> I, I, and I, they I, go for
3: like four days on land. They go like 100 miles on land.
1: They can run now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they can run now. That's <laughs> pretty soon they're going to be taking people's
2: cars and shit.
1: <laughs>
3: oh man. This is no, good I, stuff.
2: I had a relative over Thanksgiving literally think they have legs because of all the media saying that they can walk on land i'm like no there's no legs they just use their silly little fins and they yeah. move like a snake they just slither they don't it, it, walk. Blows it, it blows my fly. mind
1: it, it blows my around. mind some of the things people say and think and have heard like i it's like have you had a snake head have you put it on land it moves it flops around like a fish flops or, you know it, <laughs> you know what i mean granted for some reason it knows where water is i don't know right. how it does that like you could put that thing in the middle of a 40 acre field
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh
2: andy's <he's> gone. Uh, <laughs> and and
3: he, gone he gone no it that's all right yeah it would
2: find some water is what yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you put it in a
3: 40 acre field it would find some water yeah but yeah I, they're definitely not i don't know if they could go for maybe yeah, one one ditch to the other or something like that you know and water but they're definitely not you're back you're back, yeah, spooky,
1: like, you're back. we so, finished the like sentence a, for you okay good. yeah basically
3: if they were in a 40 acre land, they'll find the water right oh yeah so yeah they, they're just uh i don't know awesome fish and you know, i'm glad they however they got uh started in crofton and the crofton pond or whatever the deal is with that uh, they're definitely f- fun to catch and they've definitely helped the fishing industry around this way.
2: Oh yeah. Oh 100%. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I got a uh, interesting story I heard from a buddy that uh was fishing for pickerel. Uh him and his buddy were out there and his buddy wanted to keep a nice pickerel. Uh so I don't know what size pickerel he caught, but uh it was a decent size, took it home, cut it open,
0: snake it in his belly.
3: Oh, interesting.
0: Yeah. Wow. So they're nice. fighting back. Yeah, Last year, during one of the Amped Up Outdoors tournaments, Warren, one of the pro staffers, Warren Taylor, was fishing a fry ball, and he caught a bass off of a snakehead fry ball (laughs) that was feeding most likely on the fry at that time. Or he was babysitting it, you don't know. Right, yeah, you they look out for them. each other.
3: Nice, yeah. This is this is great stuff here, guys. So, uh, yeah, I know, we're approaching, I think we're approaching an hour there. I know we had some technical glitches. Um, Steve, you know, I, you know, if you got anything else, I appreciate you coming on, first of all, and you got your uh, it, your full i don't know if this is your full pro staff you definitely got though. we got mark nicholas eddie weber nick rogers kelly spies i don't know if you got other people on your pro staff there but you want to
1: ethan we're missing warren we're missing billy oh, nice um, that's about it right that's everybody done for money
3: oh you billy. definitely got ethan's, some
1: uh ethan's probably out shooting booners right now
0: <laughs> fifth or one this year yeah he's you nice. pretty jealous I think He really caught one good. on top water the other day. <laughs> <Smaller>. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I think uh, I think one of the uh, the
3: top waters worked on one of them. I saw an Instagram post with it with it in its mouth, right? Yeah.
0: So the work on land.
3: There you go. So yeah, good good deal, guys. You know, you have anything else you want to you want to share? Go ahead.
1: I'm not sure when this is gonna air, but our holiday sales go until when is it? Cha cha Christmas Day? Christmas or, Day, yep. So yep. uh fifty percent off all hollow bodies
3: Nice, go I know all I... of our yeah. new,
1: uh, new pickerel stuffs on there. We got our weedless underspin our weedless jig head underspin, our weedless jig heads on there. Um, we're gonna be adding new stuff to the website every week for the most part. Saltwater stuff and uh any new snakehead stuff we have coming out, just uh keep an eye on the Instagram, the Facebook, the uh you know, the uh, the website and check check stuff out. Highoctingcb.com.
3: Good deal. And uh, look forward to every Tuesday. What do you, you have something going every every Tuesday, right, Eddie?
2: Yep, another tip coming out on Tuesday. Uh, and I'm doing kind of a 25 lures for Christmas. Uh, just running through some lures that I've used over the years and they've worked. So uh, hopefully it get to twenty five, but we'll see.
3: Yeah, good deal. I'm sure you will.
2: Yeah, good That's deal. A lot of HSCB on there, but I'm, I'll mix in a couple others.
3: Okay, is there anything else <laughs> for Snakehead?
2: Is there? <laughs> I don't think so. Oh uh, no, you're right. Well, no. I, not, not that I Netflix. found that worked. <laughs> not for Snakehead. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe <laughs> some rock. Top one, top one to rockfish. That's about it. Oh, there you go. Other, good deal. Other than HSCB
3: yeah good deal cha cha you got anything coming up
0: um nothing exactly planned but just gonna keep on trying to pump out media on the uh youtube channel oh, yeah. and uh yeah yeah just just uh well i'm getting a new kayak tomorrow so oh nice up a new ride congratulations oh. buddy i'm proud of you yeah, yeah that's, that's
5: awesome, awesome. <laughs> it's about
1: time nice <laughs> good deal <laughs> you've you you a lot, lot of snakes said the guy in his cruddy
2: old town watch him out. We were we were really nervous. Mark took his hoodoo down to uh, to the Virginia Beach down to the bridge. We were a little nervous he wasn't coming back. I was worried about when
1: Kelly caught that seventeen pounder that his shit was gonna tip over. Did you see it in the (laughs) (laughs) kayak it took the whole kayak up. I'm like kayak
3: (laughs) Wow how about you Nick?
4: um nothing crazy coming up just some pickerel throughout the rest of the winter me and mark have something for late summer next year norfolk possibly yeah oh yeah maybe we'll, we'll see what happens with that and we're we'll try to what's what i guess what's we the got details? i
2: guess we got team secrets
1: yeah it looks yeah. like it hey, uh, hey, hey you leave. can uh <laughs> you can share
3: it on the bubble show right now man
1: i know we're just <laughs> that's it you know
0: yeah we're gonna we're just gonna but, good chase some redfish Oh, not, awesome. Oh, uh, because yeah, it's awesome. only a two-man boat. I see how it is. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so we can three. You're not not invited. I <laughs> <laughs> can still come. Oh, <laughs> well, hey, yeah, if you yeah, want I to mean, catch
3: your personal best, you got to take me with because that works for Mark. So, you're going to take yeah. me with. Yeah. You're now to get a hold of yeah. me. Kelly, what do you what you got anything coming up?
5: Uh, not really. Uh, not until like snakey season starts back up. I've been uh, super busy at work. Ugh i hate work
3: gotcha yeah don't <laughs> we all yeah no doubt it just gets in the way of everything
5: <laughs> it yeah it does
3: yeah we could be doing so much more fun things like out in the water or doing something but uh, yeah work gets in the way for i'm pretty i'm pretty out there.
5: i get to fish yeah. all summer and then i work all winter so
3: okay nice That's a pretty good gig. That's uh, almost like an Eric Packard, you know, like the legend of Eric Packard. (laughs) Yeah. That that, that Porsche, Porsche fuck fishes every day.
1: Kelly just 20 fish days because he goes out every single day. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
5: Um,
3: Good stuff. I appreciate you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, guys. Yeah, really appreciate it, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, We'll do it again. So, uh, good deal. Thanks, guys.
4: Thanks, guys. That was See ya. Yep. Um.